Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today, the show is a little bit about the mass sighting by the school children in Harare, Zimbabwe, back on September 16th, 1994. The situation was you had about 100 school children that day at school. There was an in-service day with the teachers, and there was one volunteer parent uh, supervising uh, the approximately 100 children. Sometime during the day, uh, some of the children noticed what they described as three metallic saucer-shaped ships floating above the tree line uh, in the forest area adjacent to the school. Now, this was in 1994. Uh, Zimbabwe had been Zimbabwe for about 12 years. Prior to that, it had been Rhodesia. It still was a somewhat integrated country and this was a private school with uh, children of all different uh, nationalities and races you had mixed races you had caucasian kids and you had african kids was it just a regular little melting pot Uh, with the way the school was laid out around the schoolyard there was a forested area today i'm told that that area has been deforested it's no longer there but at that time there was and the kids were outside playing and uh, several of the children noticed these three, uh, for lack of a better term, spaceships uh, suspended above the tree line. That got their attention. They ran over to the corner, and before you know it, you had a crowd of 62 kids out of the 100 that were there watching uh, these spaceships. As it turned out, uh, they were watching for a few minutes. One spaceship landed. It was described as being, sounds like about 15, 20 feet across, metallic in nature with a dome. And the children described the spaceship landing, uh, sitting there in the grass, and on top of the spaceship was an alien. And not just any old alien. This seems like a classic case of the uh, praying mantis style alien. They described this creature, uh, uh, somewhat humanoid, wearing a uh, very tight-fitting black suit, possibly had uh, a long black hair or a black cape dripped over its head but the strangest thing about it was the eyes it had these giant praying mantis eyes that you see in some of the alien movies or some of the depictions of aliens Uh, they were almond shaped uh, and they had white pupils in the center and there were two other aliens uh, along with them Uh, all these aliens being approximately that believe it's at a meter in height so a little over three feet three and a half feet tall Uh, They disembark from the ship, and they're just basically standing there in a standoff with the kids. Now, some of the kids have reported later that they felt as if the aliens were trying to draw them with them into the ship. Uh, The older kids especially stated that they felt like the aliens were communicating um, through uh, telepathy. And specifically, what the aliens were telling them was that uh, humans were not doing a good job with the Earth, and that if they didn't take better care of the planet, uh, there was going to be big trouble. So they stand there for a little while. All the kids described the feeling of being frightened, 
Uh, some of the kids thought that the aliens were witch doctors. Some of the kids thought that the uh, aliens were the force spirits that the locals had uh, talked about. But none of the kids were having warm, fuzzy feelings. Uh, the contact went on for reportedly 5 to 15 minutes. Uh, aliens get back on the ship. They leave. And the kids go into the schoolroom. They are excited. I mean, as you can imagine, I mean, it's the one of the, the gal that was there that day watching them. She describes they, they all came in at the same time. They all described the same thing. She got on the phone pretty quickly to, uh, I believe this uh, lady's last name was Hine. She was a well-known UFO, UFO export, expert in uh, Zimbabwe at the time in Africa. And she told the gal, she said, uh, have the kids draw pictures of what they see right away before they talk to anybody. And she did that. And they all came up with pretty much the same picture. They have this saucer-shaped uh, uh, craft with a dome. They've got the three aliens, but the one that really matters is the one that uh, is this praying mantis style, uh, uh, almost insectoid alien that's, you know, it's got two arms and legs like a human, but the head is shaped like this insectoid type head with these giant, uh, you know, praying mantis eyes and the white pupil in the middle. And importantly, uh, they don't speak. They speak telepathically to the kids. They all have the same story. So they all they all create the uh, documentation of it. They write down what happened. They draw the pictures. And then they had a guy named John Mack. He was a really famous uh, abductee author. He was killed in a car wreck here about 10 years ago. You can really check him out. And I have a video posted on the website, about an eight-minute video. And he's interviewing some of the children. And you have to watch the video because it's absolutely phenomenal to see this guy who's uh, obviously a, a skilled interviewer sit and talk with these kids and they just tell him flat out what happened they're not trying to embellish anything and you can look at the kids expressions on their face and they're still uh, he did the interviews two months after the event and the kids are still just uh, in shock over it they just explain exactly what i just said they're out there playing they see three of the uh, UFO craft. Then they see the one craft land. The three aliens get off. They're all really impressed and really frightened by this one uh, insectoid type humanoid alien that gets off. They feel like they're being communicated to about the environment specifically. A lot of them have feelings like the aliens are trying to get them to go with them on the craft. Uh, none of them do. Uh, the craft leaves. As a side note, there were UFOs in that immediate area that were spotted by uh, numerous people in the two and three days up to this event. Anyway, Mr. Mack does the interviews. They're online. And, and to finish up, they came back with these people. There were interviews where they had a reunion with them, uh, I found. 20 years later, no, 15 years later. And out of the 62 kids that had that had, had the experience, that had had the sighting, had seen the craft, had seen the aliens, none of them recounted their story. Nobody said, oh, that was a joke, or oh, I think that I just imagined that. All 62 of them still said, yes, this happened. They told the same story. They didn't vary from the story. They didn't vary from the description. They just said, 
This is what happened. This is how it is. I stand by my story. Again, and 20 years later, I found articles where uh, reporters had gone out and tracked these people down. It's the same thing. Even four years ago, uh, one of the gals still lives in Zimbabwe, actually, and a reporter had tracked her down, and she said, I saw what I saw. In fact, there's an article online with one of the, uh, one of the women, she's growing up now, naturally, as a child had seen it, she says that she still feels as though she's in contact with these entities and she's still getting the same message about the environment. My question is, if these things, whatever they are, wherever they're coming from, if they're that concerned about the environment and they're that concerned about uh, our welfare, why did they come in such an intimidating fashion? And secondly, uh, the, the one little guy, he describes in the interview that as the plane, as excuse me, as the UFO set down, this insectoid ent entity, he's sitting on top of the UFO. It's almost as if the UFO is just a ruse, just something that these entities are using uh, to interface with us. It's as if they don't even know where an alien is supposed to be at in the ship. It's like the ship... It's almost a creation of our imagination, and they're just using this uh, this preconceived notion of ours as a way to uh, interface with us uh, through through sight. And another thing is, if if it's our goodwill that they're worried about, why did these kids have such a bad feeling about it? Why did these kids think these things were evil spirits? And even today when they talk to uh, the experiencers, I'd almost call them victims, you can still see at some level they were terrorized by this experience. And I think at some point we have to ask the hard questions. You know, what is the intent of whatever is behind this phenomena? And, and we have to ask the hard question, was this a mechanical craft or was this just an apparition created by something that's beyond our... Uh, capacity to understand right now. Anyway, it's a fascinating sighting. It covers it covers pretty much every aspect of the UFO phenomenon and it it's also uh, a good lesson in how the skeptics treated those people afterwards, how John Mack's career was destroyed because he approached us with an open mind and how the experiences are reacting to it today 24 years later. It's a fascinating case. I encourage you to take a look at it, and there's plenty of links uh, on the website, uh, ufowarning.com. Stop by and check it out. Until next time, over and out.